Hi, and welcome to the Heights Podcast. On our podcast, uh, you're going to find resources to help you take your next step of faith, whatever that is. On the podcast, you're going to find past sermons and episodes like this that are designed to give you practical resources and just helping you to know who Christ is and grow in a relationship with him. My name is Lee, and I'm the lead pastor here at Heights, and I'm joined uh, by my co-host, and colleague, uh, Pastor Matt Hogan, who is our worship pastor. And our mission here at Heights is to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. So thank you uh, for joining us for episode 13. And what we're going to be doing in this episode and some episodes following this is uh, going along with our Healthy Habits Sermon Series. And so our uh, episode today, Matt, follows a sermon recently I preached on prayer Uh, where today we're going to kind of talk a little bit more of how to develop that habit of prayer, kind of talk through, I think, some issues and challenges that we face in prayer. So thanks for being with me. Glad to be here. Yeah, we hit the teenage years, episode 13. That's right. right? So so in prayer, I think one of the struggles is um, why pray if God already knows the answer. I'm sure you've gotten that question before. There's a, you know, a verse in Matthew 6, right before you get to the Lord's Prayer, it's in verse 8, where Jesus says, don't be like the hypocrites. And so he's talked about how not to pray. And he says, but pray. Essentially, even though God already knows the answer, pray. And then he gives us the model prayer, uh, which is the Lord's Prayer. Um, so what do we do? I mean, wh- why, why in the world pray if he already knows what's What's happening? That's a, a that's a good question. You know, we spent the last couple of uh, episodes talking about um, kind of knowing the will of God yep. and talking about the sovereignty of God. So yeah, so if God is sovereign, He already knows everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So why spend the time? Right. Um, and and I think the the easiest way to talk about that is to talk about it in terms of relationship. Um, my wife knows a lot about what's going on in our home life, mm-hmm. but there's stuff that we talk about anyway. Right because communicating between the two of us is an important part of building that relationship. Um, and so we're talking to God. One of the reasons we're talking to God is not to give him information he doesn't already have, right. but to spend time building that relationship. Yeah, so an, uh, an informative prayer would be, you know, dear God, help Jimmy, who broke his leg last Thursday and is in the hospital. I mean, you know, like that's an informative prayer where I'm, I'm asking God to help Jimmy, but kind of letting God know what's happened in Jimmy's life and his location, and his ailment. Mm-hmm. His so is that what you mean by informative prayer or, or where you would kind of... Oh, I'm thinking more along the lines because God is sovereign. He already knows Jimmy broke his leg. Right. What you're letting God know is that Jimmy's leg is important to you. Okay. And you're, t- and you're taking the time. Uh, you're spending the time talking to somebody that you have a relationship with, that yeah. you know loves you, and you're pouring out your heart and your concerns about Jimmy's leg to him. Right. Yeah. Good. And I think where we struggle in prayer is specifically in the question of, well, if he already knows it, why do I need to say it? Or why do I need to ask for it? Um, Is we have a tendency, I think, for all of us as Christians, and it's a really dangerous trap we can fall in, is we make our relationship with God very transactional. Yes. And so we can treat prayer that way in the sense of, okay, God, I've read my Bible, and now I'm saying my prayers, and I'm asking you for this, and I expect you to do this, because I asked for it, and I read my Bible, and 
you know, I had some bad stuff this week, but overall I've been pretty good, so my goods outweigh my bad. And so we, we tend to do these transactions with God versus the relational, and you brought up the relational aspect. And, and that's what I love in the Lord's Prayer is Jesus starts out with our Father who art in heaven, you know. And, and when Jesus there at the hillside starts off in, in teaching that, says our Father, there would have been a gasp in the crowd because that was very controversial language of the day mm-hmm. that Jesus is using. Because the Jews at the time, they, they didn't even say God's name, you know, because they, they thought the name of Jehovah was so holy, you didn't write the letters, you didn't say Jehovah, you, God's name was name. <laughs> so, yeah. And here's Jesus going, call him father. And it's like, what? Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's important that we don't approach prayer like we're trying to talk to Santa Claus. Right. Prayer is not a Christmas list. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I think is important for us to kind of recognize is because when we pray, we're coming before the sovereign God of the universe. Yeah. Uh, prayer is more about changing us mm-hmm. than it is about changing him. Yeah. You know, because the scripture teaches that, you know, that, that, you know, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, so he doesn't change. Right. You know, James says, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no variation or shifting shadow. So yeah. God, God, doesn't, God doesn't change. God is always going to be who he is. What happens when we spend time in prayer is we grow, we grow closer, we grow deeper and understand better his heart. Mm-hmm. And we conform our thoughts, desires, um, more closely to his. Yeah. I think. What, what? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, prayer is, it, it should be more of God, let me bend. And we talked about the will of God, but let me bend my will to your will, not your will to my will. Right. And, and so thinking it, of it, Jesus in the garden. Yeah. It's yeah. Like let this cup pass before me. If there's any other way than the cross, let's go that way. Okay. Yeah. But your will, your will be done, be done, which is the same thing he says in the Lord's prayer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your kingdom come as it is on earth, as in heaven, you know, and that's, so I think in prayer, it's to, to struggle with, well, you know, God already knows this is kind of a waste of time is to miss that relational aspect of we are the children of God as believers in Christ. And, and our father, who is also God, the creator of all the universe says, come into my presence and, and be with me, relate with me. And, and so prayer to me is just an incredible gift that God gives us uh, because he's made a way for us to relate to him. You know, so I, I know it's kind of basic to think, but I, I try to break it down to say, okay, you know, the Bible is what God says, here's what's on my heart. Right. Prayer is for me to go, God, here's what's on my heart. Right. You know, and so you can think of that communication that God's been able to, to set up with us. So Bible study and prayer are two different parts of a dialogue. Right. Yeah. God speaks to us primarily through his word. Right. I mean, there's kind of, there's a, you know, we talk, we've talked in, in past episodes, we've talked about sort of leading of the Holy Spirit and some of those other ways that God kind of nudges us. But the primary way he speaks to us is through, through his word. word. Yeah. And then the primary way we speak to him is through prayer. Right. So, you know, when we think about healthy habits, because that's the sermon series we're in, and this, if you, you know, if you missed last 
week's sermon be good to catch because we kind of broke down a little bit of the Lord's Prayer and, and the motivation behind prayer. Um, as we're forming the habit of prayer and, and you know, kind of getting in the rhythm of doing it, I know sometimes it's hard where you, you might feel disconnected or, okay, I'm praying nothing's happening. Right. You know, is it getting lost up in the ceiling? What, what's, what's going on? So how do, you, how do you work through maybe feeling disconnected or just not seeing answers right away? Um, just keep at it. Mm-hmm. Ask, seek, knock. Right. You know, um, persistent prayer, especially over something that you're going to continue, you know, to go before the Lord and ask for over and over again. It's right. just, it's, that's one of the disciplines of a Christian life. Yeah. Uh, Mueller, what's his name? George. George Mueller. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, there, there's some great stories there about, yeah. he, I mean, he was a very faithful man of prayer, you know, who prayed his entire lifetime um, for the salvation of his family mm-hmm. and his close friends. And yeah. Um, actually, it was actually like at his funeral mm-hmm. that some of his family members that he'd spent his entire life praying for, yeah. uh, were converted. Right. So, I mean, that's, he, he didn't even in his earthly existence, he didn't even get to see uh, his prayers answered mm-hmm. and yet they were answered. Right. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, so hanging in there, I think is an important part of, um, what it means uh, to be a believer and, and, and also I, I guess I would say kind of manage expectations Mm. in that Hmm. um, understand that you're not always going to get an answer from the Lord right away. Right. And it's not always going to be the answer that you want. Yeah. You know, and if, and if we can approach our prayer life again through that lens of relationship and say, I'm going to pray to the Lord for this all the time. Yeah. And I'm not going to, and I'm not going to be surprised if what I'm praying for doesn't happen right away, or if God had a different plan than I did. Right. You know, and I think those are important things for us to kind of understand as we grow in our relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good because we have become a society of instant gratification. Right. And in prayer, it's not instant gratification. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm going to give a very, hopefully a decent illustration, but you know, People are going to laugh because it's a res- wrestling illustration. Because yes. <laughs> yes. you can learn a lot about things through professional wrestling. But usually when you have the bad guy and the good guy fighting, and the bad guy beats up the good guy a few times, wins a few matches, what they're doing is they're leading up to the good guy winning the big match at the big pay-per-view. Uh-huh. You know, So you, you kind of give that audience bill to where they're like, the bad guy needs to get what's coming. And they're like, okay, come back next week, come back next week, come back next week. And it might be a month down the road or two months down the road and the bad guy loses and everybody cheers. Now, I'm not saying God plays us like professional wrestling, but that's our problem is in our, in our walk with, with Christ is we don't want to wait. And when we slip into that transactional model, that's where we get frustrated. Yeah. I prayed once. I prayed twice. I prayed four times. It's not working. I'm done. Yeah. Or I had lots of people praying for me. Or I had lots of people praying, you know, and so we have, we've forgotten kind of as a culture, um, the satisfaction of a slow build, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now God and his sovereignty, it may be a George Mueller thing where it's at the end of his life, that person he prayed 30, 40 years for comes to know Christ. Well, 
man, thanks for praying 34 years. You know, what a testimony. But God may answer the prayer the first time or the tenth time you pray it, but that doesn't mean he loved you any less during those times. Right. Um, and, and so I think to your point, when I'm feeling disconnected or it's just not clicking, like you said, keep, keep going, but examine your heart. Right. What's going on? Is it, have I slipped in that transactional model? Is there sin in my life that may be blocking the answer to prayer? I mean, the Bible talks a lot about that, that, that sin can block effectual prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, so is there sin that I've not confessed that's blocking, or is it wrong motivation? You know, I, I talked about that on Sunday in, the, uh, in Matthew 6, uh, where we can pray with wrong motivation within our hearts. We can ask for good things, but the motivation for why we want it can be off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Book of James talks about that as well, selfish prayers. And so I think there's times where we, we get that discontentment or just doesn't seem like it's clicking. It's also a time to keep praying, but really think within our ourselves what's what's happening. Right. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I think again, I sort of go back to the to to sort of like the like the marriage mm-hmm. uh, analogy. Right. Where like there's times when there's times when uh you know my wife and I are not on the same page. I don't know right. if you've ever experienced that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's times where we're sort of talking past each other, right? You know, and, yeah. and we're like, and you know, I, I, you're not understanding what I'm saying, yeah. or you know, I'm not understanding what you're saying, you yeah. know. And we're and so the the solution to that is to not stop talking. Yeah. The solution of that the solution of that is actually to sit down, try and figure out where the disconnect is. Yeah. Which involves more communication, so more time on your knees, more time in prayer, and also sort of looking at if 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 my wife is not understanding what I'm communicating or if she's not, if I'm, if we're, if we're hitting some kind of a, a roadblock, yeah. sometimes I have to look at like why I feel the way I feel, right? you know? And, and so, you know, some of that kind of introspection can help us kind of figure out, oh, this is why this isn't working, yeah. you know? And we have to sort of, again, you have to kind of look at your motives, right? you have to look at, you know, where is this, where are these feelings coming from? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so I think, yeah, it's, it, it can be the same way yeah. with, uh, with prayer is like, okay, if I feel like, if I feel like I'm talking to the ceiling, why do I feel that way? Mm-hmm. Do I have unrealistic expectations about what prayer is? Yeah. Uh, am I asking with wrong motives? Like, right. like you mentioned, um, am I trying to treat this like a transaction, you know, dig, dig in, try and figure out why, you know, why I feel like the conversation that I'm having with the, with the God that I'm in a relationship with, you know, isn't working. Yeah. Well, we, we talk about it in those moments where you feel like you're not communicating well in our marriage or they're suffering or hard times. That's not a time to move away from each other. That's a time to move toward each other. Right. You know, which is uh, simply what you're saying is, now that's that's a time not to pull away from God. It's time to keep pressing in mm-hmm. and getting closer to Him. Um, so, ways to pray. How do you do it? What's kind of if someone came up to you and said, "Matt, man, how do I how do I pray?" Like, what, what's some kind of basic so ways? There, there's a there's a couple of kind of fun things that that we do in my family. Uh-huh. Um, my mom uses prayer cues. Okay. And so when she's in traffic and she lives in California, so she spends a lot of time, <laughs> I mean, before COVID, she spent an awful lot of time right. in traffic. Um, uh, she has certain cars 
that remind her of certain people. Okay. And that's how she kind of manages her prayer list. So okay. anytime she sees a black truck, she prays for me. And <laughs> every time she sees a maroon minivan, she right. prays for my wife. Um, I do the same thing, but mine all involves food. Okay. Right. So it's, so there's more calories involved, like <laughs> okay. in my, in my prayer life. But you know, when I eat certain things or if I cook certain meals, they remind me of certain people right. that I've had that meal with or that I've shared that meal with hmm. in the past. And so th that's sort of a reminder. Okay. Um, I, I had some good friends of mine uh, who spent uh, a lot of time in Africa as missionaries. And uh, while they were overseas, uh, one of their favorite things was Torchy's Tacos. And so every time I would go to Torchy's Tacos, <laughs> me and the kids, we would all right. pray for, yeah. you know, my friends were missionaries. Yeah. So th those are those are kind of some fun that's things cool. that we do. Yeah. Um, uh, my grandmother uh, recently went to be with Jesus. Right. But uh, she used Facebook very effectively mm -hmm. as a prayer tool. Yeah. As she was going down likes and notifications and looking at her, yeah. her feed, like those were all opportunities for her to pray for people she knew. Sure. Um, and then one of the things that I just try and do is that as people come to mind, mm -hmm. I try and just real quick, take a minute and pray for them. Yeah. Especially That's people good. that I sort of haven't kept up with, like right. friends from seminary, mm -hmm. you know, other pastors that I know in the area that I don't see very often, yeah. uh, you know, I'll stop at any time that person comes to mind, I'll just right. try and make it a habit to stop and maybe very quickly, yeah. you know, dear Lord, you know. I want to pray. I want to bring so-and-so before you right now. I don't necessarily know what's going on, but I just pray that you would strengthen them and, and keep them. And, and, you right. know, and then what I'll do is I'll send a text message mm -hmm. to, you know, whether it's a seminary friend or a family member yeah. or, a, or somebody in town. And I'll say, hey, the Lord put you on my mind today. How can I pray for you? How's it going? Right. That's a really good way to keep in touch with people, especially people that you don't see on a regular basis. Yeah. No, that's good. And I, I'm the same way I find the Holy Spirit doing that. A lot of times I'm driving and just somebody's name pops in. I'm thinking, where did that come from? And try to, you know, so pray and, and follow up with them. So that's kind of, I guess, some short burst ways of prayer, um, which are good, you know, through the day, kind of thinking of ways you can be in prayer or when, you know, God brings somebody to your mind or situation you're in. I think if you're setting aside time to pray, uh, maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, where you may be going through a list um, I like to follow, whether it be the Acts model, you know, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, mm -hmm. um, spending time adoring God, confessing sin, thanking him for forgiveness of sin, and then asking for the list, you know, versus, dear Lord, here's the list, you know, which is probably what we do more often than we should. It's really easy to dive into the list. Yeah, it's easy to dive in the list, but part of that relationship part and to fight against the transactional part of prayer is learning to spend time just adoring God and thanking God and confessing sin. And um, so I, I'll do kind of the acts model. Um, also think through praise and then, and then maybe slowly getting into the the, the list, you know, right. just stopping and being in God's presence and slowing down. And maybe it's something you've read in the Bible recently, thinking through that, thanking God for that is, is just some good ways, I think, to try to pray. So. And it's okay to have a list. Oh, yeah. We're always going to have a list. Yeah, we're always going to have a list. Yeah. But, but, I, but it is important to, you know, to, to remember that when we, again, we're in a relationship. Right. You know, if you have a relationship with a friend and you only show up when you need something, right? <laughs> it's a yeah. very transactional relationship, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, whereas you want to, you want to 
make time, right. spend time talking with that person. Yeah. So I think that's really important. Yeah. One of the things that I have noticed in, in years of ministry is I find it incredibly common for people to not want to pray out loud in public. Right. And I find people to be people that I know that are that are strong believers. Yeah. Really struggle, like praying in groups. Right. Why do you think that is? Um, that one's kind of always surprised me. Now I know I'm a public speaker, and yeah, you know people true. will be like, "Well, you're a pastor. You pray out loud." And that's really why I only get invited to social events so <laughs> someone will pray. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> like I prayed. All right, you guys take it easy. I'll slip out the back door. Um, I think common things I've heard over the years is I feel like I'm praying wrong mm -hmm. or I'm embarrassed or, you know, I don't know if I ever do it right. And so I, I very tongue in cheek try to tell people like, look, as long as you're praying to the God of the Bible, you're off to a great start in your prayer. <laughs> right? Right. You know, yeah. Like if you're, you know, if you're over praying to a pagan false God. Well, yeah, you're praying wrong. But if we're addressing the God of the Bible with the right heart, and right motivation. You're good. Yeah. Um, some of the most beautiful prayers I've heard prayed are from people who go, oh, I don't know how to pray. Why don't you give it a shot? And then they pray and they're like, wow. I mean, that was outstanding because it's a, we, again, I think in public prayer, it's, it's not just time to show off. It's time to just pray. Right. You know? And, yeah. And I, there has been times where I'm praying publicly, um, and I, I don't mean this pridefully at all, I forget people are there because you know, right. I'm just praying <laughs> yeah. and I'm praying and I'm rolling along. And then I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, wait, there's people out there because someone's made a noise. I might need to wrap this up in a minute, you know, and, yeah. and that's not to bring any attention on myself, but I just, I love prayer. That's one of my, my things I, I love to do. So that's one that I, I think just as Christians, we need to get a little tougher skin, just pray out loud. I mean, yeah. you know, like, so I just, I just think, I think practice is yeah, practice. really helpful. Yeah. I, I, I do, we live a lot of our kind of church culture. Right. A lot of times the pastor prays yeah. while everybody follows along silently. Yeah. Or maybe the life group leader prays, right. you know, your, yeah. your people that are, you know, better speakers and communicators. Right. And so yeah. it, people, I think, can I kind of get the impression, oh, like you have to be really eloquent yeah. in order to pray publicly. Right. No, you don't need to be eloquent no. at all. Yeah. You just, you just pour out your heart to the Lord. Yeah. Just go. And, and those of us that are gathered, we're with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. there, there, I mean, again, if you're praying to the God of the Bible, there really is not a wrong way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, when I've taught prayer classes, you know, I'll get to that. All right. Who wants to pray? Nobody. And then I'll say, I'm going to pray tonight and then I'm done. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the rest of the sessions, you guys are going to do it, you know, and uh, but I'm I'm more of a push you in the deep end, and we'll, I'll teach you to swim later. Um, but I, I do think that's important to to the practice of it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, as a family, pray at dinner, just get together as a, and it, it can be a little awkward, but let it be a little awkward. It's okay. Mm -hmm. God's not going to look and go, you didn't form all your sentences correctly. You don't get your prayer answered. It's right. it's a hard issue. So one one of the things I've, I, I'm trying to get my kids to take turns praying. Right. David's pretty good at it. The yeah. girls are all They're really apprehensive about yeah. it. But one of the things that I found for with my little, little ones yeah. is sometimes we just, we just repeat after me. Sure. You know, yeah. daddy will help you. Right. You know, yeah. and, and I keep it really simple. Yeah. But you know, if it's Esther or if it's Anna, I'll right. be like, okay, we're going to say, you know, dear God, yeah. start there. 
thank you for today. We yeah. just, you know, and we just, just we just walk through the whole thing. That's awesome. Because I figured like like you know baby steps. You right. gotta get started somewhere. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm hoping one of these days I'm gonna sit sit around the dinner table and I'm gonna be like, who wants to pray tonight? Right. And it's gonna be somebody besides David that raises right. their hand. <laughs> but we'll get there. You'll get there. Awesome. Well, no, I, I appreciate your time. That's a good. Think practical episode on prayer. And so thank you for tuning in with us today, whether you're listening on the audio podcast or you're here on our YouTube channel. Uh, we encourage you to hit that subscribe button so you're always uh, up to date on whether it's a new sermon coming out or a new podcast episode like this. Uh, if you want to find out more about Heights, we'd love for you to you know, come to our website at heightschurch.org. Join us in person on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. Or join us back here on our YouTube page or our Facebook page uh, at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next week for episode 14, uh, as we continue our Healthy Habits series, we'll be talking about evangelism and kind of practical ways to share your faith, uh, just ways that you can get a little better at it and continue to develop that habit. So I hope you have a great week and God bless.